Good morning, my name's Adele and I'll be reading the Bible for you this morning. We're reading from Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 to 10, and then we'll be moving on to Proverbs 22, 17 to 21. That's Proverbs 2, 1 to 10. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, listening closely to wisdom and directing your heart to understanding. Furthermore, if you call out to insight and lift your voice to understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and, the, and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up success for the upright he is a shield for those who live with integrity, so that he may guard the paths of justice and protect the way of his faithful followers. Then you will understand righteousness, justice and integrity, every good path, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will delight you. Now let's turn to chapter 22, verses 17 to 21. Listen closely. Pay attention to the words of the wise and apply your mind to my knowledge. For it is pleasing if you keep them within you and if they are constantly on your lips. I have instructed you today, even you, so that your confidence may be in the Lord. Haven't I written for you 30 sayings about counsel and knowledge in order to teach you true and reliable words? so that you may give a dependable report to those who sent you. Amen. pray as we come to God's word <clears throat> from Isaiah 66 this is the one I esteem he who is humble and contrite in spirit and who trembles at my word heavenly father what we know not please teach us what we have not please give us and what we are not please make us for your glory and in Jesus name amen well we continue our little series in the book of Proverbs and uh, Proverbs is uh, all about uh, God's wisdom and, and, and being wise is, is living well in God's world, uh, treating God as he deserves to be treated and loving our neighbour as ourselves. That's sort of my s summary of it. And we've also looked at how do we get wisdom? And uh, we've seen it's revering God, it's listening to God, it's receiving God's wisdom and it's asking for God's wisdom. It's revering God, uh, it's standing in awe of him acknowledging him who he is and wisdom is not some sort of uh, abstract concept that uh, yeah we can sit down and debate now wisdom in the book of proverbs is personified it's it's lady wisdom it's not an idea to be thought about it's a relationship to be entered into and the wisdom literature unpacks uh, god's good 
plan and design for our world that we would live rightly and live well for him. But it's not to be read like a series of mathematical equations that we would rely upon it. But it's to be read as godly wisdom to be guided by. And uh, lady wisdom is to be desired and sought after, to be listened to, to be understood. And her words not just taken in but lived out. Wisdom is not information to make us clever, but it's understanding that will change us and change our lives. So let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold fast will be blessed. But we also need to remember, and this is sort of just a brief uh, introduction in a sense, you might not think it's brief, but it is. Uh, But anyway, it might not seem brief, that's what I'm saying. Um, You need to remember that no Israelite, no child of God to whom these words were given ever fully kept these until Jesus came. None of them were able to keep these fully until Jesus, God's wisdom, came into this world. And uh, Jesus comes. He is God's wisdom. And he perfectly obeyed his Father. He perfectly lived the wise life. And Jesus comes and invites us to come to him. And he accepts us as we are. And he will change us to be the people of God that he designed us to be. Well, we are from our today's reading from Proverbs chapter 2, accepting God's words turning our ear to wisdom, applying our heart to his understanding and calling out for insight. All of these are repeated ideas through the book of wisdom, but they're a helpful springboard as today we're looking at listening. Uh, Listening to God, which we looked at last week, uh, but listening more today to each other. Listening to each other. Well, what do you reckon? Uh, Are you a good listener? Uh, Well, uh, what if we asked your spouse or your children or your friends uh, or your boss uh, whether you're a good listener or not? What what would they say? Uh, I must confess uh, that I'm not a very good listener at all. Uh, If you ask my wife, she's not here today, I I didn't bring her. Um, um, But if you were to ask her, if you ever bumped into her at some particular point in the future, which may or may not happen, if you were able to ask her whether I was a good listener, she would tell you that I'm a very poor listener. And as I was sort of coming up to this week, I knew I was speaking on uh, listening and uh, wisdom, I thought to myself, I actually started to count the number of times that I didn't actually listen to some significant things that she told me about. And it was significantly embarrassing that I had just totally forgot. Now, I am at the age where I'm starting to sort of use the excuse, well, I don't know if I really heard you well enough uh, there, you know, but I know that the problem is not hearing. The problem is not hearing, the problem is listening, if you can understand the difference. And if there's a TV remote in my hand, well, you may as well forget it, because, like, that, that, that's another barrier. It's like the force field around me that sort of says, I can't really hear you. I might be nodding my head, but I'm not really listening. I'm not really taking it in. And I have the feeling that maybe you have the problem as well, sometimes, not as much as me. And in our technology-soaked environment... I think we're, we're less able to listen well one-on-one uh, because we've got you know, so many other opportunities to communicate with. We've got increased uh, technology to communicate, but I think we've got less capacity uh, to pay attention. 
We've got faster computers that can send messages out, but we're slower at taking things in. We've got more gadgets, but less engagement. You know the sort of thing I'm saying. Um, uh, Sally Sims in her book, Together Through the Storm, says this, listening well, taking a genuine interest in the other person, paying attention and giving them the time they need, they're all skills that are becoming increasingly rare in our families, in our communities, in our workplaces and in our friendships. But listening well is crucial to relationships because we were created relational beings. We're created by the relational God, Father, Son and Spirit. We're created in his image, relational beings. We are made for relationship. And listening well is a crucial foundation stone for developing and growing relationships because if you are not heard, if I'm not hearing you, how can I understand you? And if I'm not understanding you, how can I relate properly to you? And listening is just, it's crucial. Like we know it up here. We know it in our head. But living it out, well, that's another story. That's why we're looking at this today. But you know the delight of being heard and, to be un- and being understood as well, don't we? Uh, we were talking about this at our growth group during the week. And one of our members said, I love chatting to so-and-so because I know she always listens. Like, I've ch- talked to her many times and we'll pray together at the end of our conversation and she'll pray through the things that I've mentioned and there have been quite a few of them. This lady in our growth group was so encouraged by another member of this church that she met with and, prayed, and then prayed with, that lady remembering the things that she'd uh, shared. We know the significance of listening and it's more than just hearing It's taking it in, it's being present in that moment with that person, taking it in and letting it sink in, absorbing it, understanding the other person. And then the big problem for me, remembering it, remembering it after someone has told me that. And I think we all struggle with this and we all struggle with listening well because listening is such an other person-centred activity. That's where I think it is. That's where I think I struggle with it. Listening is such an other person-centred activity. And that's why we struggle to listen. That's why we struggle to listen to God. Because God is God. But the problem is I'd much rather listen to my own story the way I want to tell it. I'd much rather... I'm happy for him to listen to me. But listening to him? Well, that's another story. Now, I think we struggle with that. We can watch hours of TV in the night and then get to the end of the evening and go, oh, I need to pray. Oh, I'm so tired. You get into bed and you think, dear Lord. And that's the problem we have. We are happy for God to listen to us. But are we listening to him? We get into bed, we don't read our Bibles, we've got to pray, we don't read our Bibles. We've watched all of this, we've absorbed and we've listened to so much other stuff during the day. But are we taking our Bible out and actually listening to him that's the struggle we have and being in awe of God acknowledging God as who he is that's the first step in rightly listening to him as we looked at last week well we know the significance of listening Uh, Proverbs chapter 10 says uh, too much talk leads to sin be sensible and keep your mouth shut at this particular point I'm feeling very exposed here because I'm the only one yabbering on that even a fool, Proverbs 17 goes on to say, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, even then he probably seems intelligent and uh, maybe I should quit while I'm ahead. 
But anyway, I've got a few more things to say. Well, what I'd like to do is unpack in the remaining time that we have some of the struggles that I've had uh, and then see what Proverbs has to say about it, understanding how Jesus speaks and impacts this and how we might respond. I feel like I'm a bit our fish out of water with this sermon because I don't... It, I'm driving it from the other way around rather than... Anyway, you don't need to worry about that. I'm sharing with you the problems that I have and then we'll look at what the Bible has to say. But we are doing both. Five reasons why I struggle. Pride, impatience, distraction, prejudice and laziness. Now let's just briefly unpack this. Pride. Pride in self. Pride in self will, will lead to us being self-centred, self-absorbed and then we'll, we'll, it will cause us to struggle to engage with others, it'll struggle to listen to them. It, the problem is if self comes first, if I come first, then I won't come with a heart of compassion to you. I won't come with a heart of understanding or empathy or desire to even listen to you or to, to, to be concerned about what you have to say. I won't put aside my impatience and my distractions and my troubles and my aches and pains or my prejudices or my laziness or tiredness or whatever it might happen to be. I'll struggle with that if it's just all about me. And I think we, we really do struggle with this because we would much rather sprout on about my opinion, my this, my aches, my pains, my achievements and so on and so forth. And I must say, this is prime... Uh, reason why Facebook is so popular because you know it's a great opportunity for us to tell everyone else in the world that we know all of our friends that uh, you know everything that's going on in my life and uh, you know and it could be something significant like the birth of a new baby but it could be the fact that the coffee that was served to me this morning at the cafe was a little too cold and I asked for extra hot you know all that sort of thing hey apologies if that was you this morning but um, yeah that's what we like I don't get onto Facebook all that often but, you know, most of the time it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll play something in the organ. Oh, yeah, I'll stick that on Facebook. It's all about something that I'm putting out there. And that's often the problem that we have. It's just sort of one way. Our modern technology has not helped us to have a reciprocal relationship with other people uh, correctly. Pride of self. Well, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only expressing his opinion. That's what Proverbs 18.2 says. And that's pride. Let's just keep on talking about myself. And there's little care and capacity to listen when, when, uh, to others when self comes first. And secondly, impatience. A person, a person that's not fully engaged in the present moment because they've got something else to go to or something else to attend to or someone else that you know, they'd rather talk to or, there's, or whatever it might happen to be. And there's an impatience. Maybe they're just time poor. That could be another thing. Uh, as well. But Proverbs 29 tells us, that it says, do you see a man who's hasty in words? Now, that might be because, you know, they're time pressed, but it might be because they're, they're, they've got something else that they want to get to. So they're just yabbering on to you, I've got to go now. Whatever the reason is, they're hasty with words, but do you see a man that's hasty with words? There's more hope for uh, a fool than for him. And sadly, this can happen uh, in, in, in churches and even with people that are involved in ministry uh, because, you know, uh, particularly on Sundays, uh, there's lots to do. There's lots of maybe things to... Particularly, I'm thinking of the kids' ministry. Like, I don't know how they do that. I mean, that's, that's energy beyond my capacity. But, you know, they're looking after all these kids. 
And then they've got parents that come and say, I've got this, can you do that, blah, 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 blah. You know, it, there's a lot happening. And sadly, in churches, it can, it can be the case that, you know, I might be just too busy or too... My head is so full with whatever it's full of uh, that I'm not engaging well with you and, uh, and, and maybe there's an impatience there and, 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 and a distraction also, which is sort of... Uh, maybe I should have lumped these two together... But, you know, we're distracted. You know, we, we, we're thinking about what we need to do next. Who do we need to talk to? Who do we need to engage with? But also there's distractions when we're engaging with people of another kind. And that is, as you're talking to me, my brain is busy thinking up what I'm going to say back to you. And that does not help me listen to you well. And I'm distracted. You don't know it. But I'm, that's, that's what's happening. Even in my small brain, there can be lots of things going on at the same time. And uh, we can easily get distracted. And it doesn't help us uh, to listen well. Our tongue may be just then, as we don't listen, as we're thinking about what we're going to say back to you, we just blurt out what we, what we, what we, were, going, what we were thinking about. And we, and we haven't really heard the other person. I haven't really heard you well. I've told you what I've, I thought was the right thing to say now after I've, your sentence has ended, but I haven't really heard you because my brain has been distracted thinking about uh, what... I need to say. So, just as in a bit of an aside, if somebody is sharing with you particularly a problem or something of a deep nature or even something from the scriptures that's, that they've been thinking about or wrestling with, then, then, then be with them in that moment. If, there, if there's 50 other people in the room, just say, oh, let's go over here and sit down or let's go outside or let's meet up another time. Give them your full attention. Maybe it's wise to move away from other distractions Face them directly. Listen well. Reflect back as appropriate what they're saying so you make sure you've understood it. As appropriate and in limited quantity, I would add, you know, maybe ask the occasional open-ended question if needed to bring out what they're saying to greater clarity. And don't be afraid of silences if you're speaking with somebody else. It's okay. Just... Don't hurry it along. Just listen to them. Don't feel that you have to be quick to give any answers back or any advice. Just listen. Slow down and listen. And we don't like silences, do we? But sometimes in our modern rushed world, we just need to say, no, I will listen to you because I care for you, because God cares for you. And the beginning of wisdom is acknowledging God as God. He is the loving creator who, as we've been reminded already, knit each one of us together in our mother's womb, precious in his sight. He listens to us and so should we. 
Well, the fourth struggle in listening that I have, and I've only limited it to five, uh, I could probably think of more. I asked Sally, my wife, uh, is, is five enough? Like, uh, don't, you know, she got a pen out and started writing. I said, look, I've, I'm limited with my time here. But um, I, I also thought of prejudice, and I don't really, you know, prejudice comes in a variety of, of, of colours, you know. But what I mean by this is that you come to a person in a conversation and you have already made up in your mind the type of person that they are. And so you think you already know what they're going to say about a particular issue or about anything. And what you're doing is you're not going to listen to them well because what they're saying is not entering into you but you've already made up in your mind what, what it is that they're possibly going to say anyway so you just sort of zone out tune out and Proverbs 18 says the one who gives an answer before he listens is both a foolishness it's both a foolishness and a disgrace for him now I know that that's not directly addressing the issue of prejudice it is addressing a broader issue than that but I think it can speak to this and the one who has knowledge uses words with restraint and whoever has understanding is even-tempered. So it's important for us uh, to be aware of these things. And finally, I've put in here laziness, uh, slash could be tiredness. But, you know, it's, it's very easy for us in our very busy world uh, to stumble from one thing to another with broken sleep. By the way, looking at your watch is probably not a good thing when you're talking to people, even though I've just done it. Um, uh, it's very easy as we stumble from one thing to another uh, with the distractions of different things in our lives to just get tired of not sleeping well. And therefore, when we get to a conversation with somebody, particularly of significance in our lives, we're just not in the right space to take it in. And laziness can kick in at this point and we can zone out and we cannot take it in. And then we're not thinking it through. We're not understanding the other person. And the proverb said there's more hope for a fool than for someone who speaks without thinking. And thinking requires energy. And when we're lazy, it's going to be a problem. Or we're tired. So we've got pride, impatience, distraction, prejudice, laziness, zoning out, interruptions. These are just a few things that I think that can lead to poor listening. Does any of these resonate with you? That's the question. Because the, the fool in Proverbs is the one who doesn't listen, firstly to God, but then there's that horizontal relational doesn't listen to them. The fool in Proverbs doesn't listen. The fool in Proverbs is too proud or selfish to genuinely care about the other too quick to find pleasure only in what he is saying, doesn't feel the need to listen well, doesn't feel the need to understand at all, answers before he really hears and understands, he blurts out whatever he wants, whenever he wants, to whomever he wants, however he wants, just keeps on talking, babbling on. And again, I'm feeling very threatened up here. Oh, such a person with babbling on with foolish things uh, is a shame. And, and that person is the poorer for it. The person who is the fool in Proverbs is the poorer for it because relation, we were built for relationship 
and relationships will suffer when we uh, follow the path of Madame Folly, as I would call her. In contrast, as James says, we are to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. We will be the opposite of the fool. We will be other person-centred. We will take the time to listen. We will take the time to comprehend, to take it in. We'll work hard, not zoning out or, or tuning out. We'll listen without distraction, giving our full attention. We'll listen without prejudice. We'll allow others to finish without interrupting or cutting them off. And this is what we see in Jesus, the wisdom of God. Jesus is God's wisdom. He is the wisdom, Proverbs says, through whom the world was made. In wisdom, God created the world. And Jesus is God in the flesh. He is God's wisdom embodied, lived out, walking in our shoes. And we are to listen to him. That's the, that's the opening words that we hear the gospel writers saying, coming from heaven at the start of Jesus' ministry. This is my beloved son, listen to him. And we see Jesus perfectly listening to his father. We see per Jesus perfectly obeying his father. And there were people in Jesus' days who, who tried to stop him from engaging with others. Mike mentioned earlier. The children that came to Jesus, his disciples, no, 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 don't bother the teacher. And we hear of a, a blind guy called Bartimaeus who called out to, to Jesus. The crowds, shh, shh, shh. And Jesus, he heard him. He listened. He stopped. He understood. He responded. He came to him. He healed him. We see Jesus in action, God's wisdom, listening. And Jesus still hears Jesus still cares. Jesus still stops. Jesus still comes. He still understands and he still saves. He's never too proud, busy or impatient, distracted, prejudiced or lazy to hear us. And he's listening to us now. Even as we pray, the scriptures tell us he is interceding at the right hand of God on our behalf. And he has called us into one new humanity. His children, children of God. And that we would care for each other as he has cared for us. Certainly a part of that is listening well to each other. But we also need to remember that in all of our shortcomings and failures in the listening department, Jesus has come to deal with every single one of them. He's paid for every single error, regret, failure to listen that we constantly struggle with. We're not there yet. And Jesus, as we come to him, not only do we find the forgiveness we need, but he comes by his spirit to live in us, to start that renovating process within us, to turn us from being a self-centred, proud, impatient, busy, tired, prejudiced person to being one who cares and loves as he has cared and loved for us. 
And so may the Lord revolutionise our relationships in our work, in our neighbourhood, in our family. In our family. That's a challenge. With our friends, with us at church, that we would live out his wisdom. In listening well to him, to each other. Let's pray for his help. Heavenly Father, we humbly acknowledge our shortcomings and our need for your help. We thank you that Jesus perfectly and fully lived out and embodied your wisdom. We thank you that he is your wisdom. Please help us, having been forgiven and cleansed, received and welcomed. Please help us to, to live for him who is our wisdom. Give us your wisdom, Heavenly Father, that we may listen well to others and listen well preeminently to you for your sake and glory and in Jesus name we pray. Amen.